All right, we're back. Opening day as we tape this. Coop, just a week, one week away. One week by the Lord's calendar, one week away. I'm so excited. Are you? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you going to Yankee Stadium? You know, I had plans to go down. I was probably going to try and get to the – I have friends still down in D.C. We're going to try and meet up in the middle. Those plans are still – they're up in the air as all plans are that everyone is like – have anyone that has a friend group that loves to throw ideas out there that is my friend group we just throw out ideas and probably like one out of ten of them sticks i would imagine i would imagine that getting a 12 person bed and breakfast is a little more difficult in new york city than it is first of all you're you're making this seem like it's somewhere up in vermont or, or maine it's not a bed and breakfast this is a this is a luxury home oh it is all right well painting it up that way yeah, it's, i, I think it's a refurbished barn but it's nice I just want to know. It's as long as I have the fame house. As long as I get the one with the bunk bed, so much room for activities. You you want the view overlooking the prairie? <laughs> yes. Just just you know just to reflect on David Ortiz's career. That's all yeah. I want to do. No, I I mean you got to dub it the Hall of Fame house though. That's yeah. the thing. It's no longer the bed and breakfast. No, it's the Hall, Hall of Fame house. Oh man, it's so good. All right. Speaking of so good, we did another podcast. Uh, Rich Hill joined. Um, saw Rich Hill, went over and talked to him, uh, initially started talking to him about sort of his role because it seems like he might be bouncing back and forth a little bit from starting rotation to reliever. Um, but, and then it sort of morphed into a really interesting conversation. I thought about sort of pitchers lot in life and, and how pitchers are being used, how they're being valued. He, I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Coop throws the rays under the bus a little bit. So yeah. there, there are some digs there. There's some di- and rightfully, and, and rightly so. Hey, jinx. Yeah. Jinx. But yeah, I mean, like you, you look at the way that, I mean, Kevin Cash, genius manager. I, you have to give him props, but one of the biggest blemishes on his resume is taking out Tyler Glass. Yeah, but the World Series. not even that. And you can listen, listen, why don't we listen to the podcast first? All right. Good, good call. Good call. All right. Here we go. Ready? Rich Hill. You know, been able to get stretched out uh, and, you know, however it is going to be able to be, you know, kind of uh, organized when the season begins and what position that is going to be, uh, whether it is starting or, or coming in or piggybacking or how, however that is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we certainly haven't talked about it uh, at all, um, but I think in the, in the other, um, you know, when you have the uh, foresight to understand the – uh, task at hand is to win a World Series and to be able to uh, it's certainly at, at my age and my position now understand that as opposed to when I was younger and really you know not see the ability or not see the um, the other side of it where, where, where I was fortunate enough to be on teams to go to the World Series and, and play in postseasons and get to, you know, championship series. And and when you get there, you say, wow, this is what it's all about. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, pitching, starting, relieving, um, um, you know, getting a pinch hit off the, uh, off the bench, whether you're, you know, playing uh, every day at shortstop or second base because at the end of it, um, everybody's going to play a significant role. And the more you, I think the more that you can understand that as a player, uh, the much more 
you can go the, it, it's a lot more fun mm. and uh, and the more you can understand that um, really that's what it's all about uh, at the end of the day it sounds it's not exciting doesn't sound um, mm. you know controversial or fun to talk sure. about but that really is what it is all about when you to me when I was younger it certainly would have been much more about okay I need to so, you know I'm a starter this is what it's so be. so what year how long ago would that have been I mean realistically you could be you know it could have been I mean, two years ago I don't know no it would have been before it would have been um, you know in you know oh seven oh eight oh nine okay all right was, that was before yeah. Before just you know, seeing that you can, okay, it doesn't matter if if where you're going. It the end result is the championship, but then when you backtrack and you look back over the course of a season, you're like, wow, this was a mess, but we were able to accomplish this together as a team. Mm. And it's not so much an individual effort at all; mm. it's a group of guys that are coming together, and and that that is what it is about. And understanding that you like. I, I still wouldn't be pitching at, at 42 if I didn't have that concept of team mm -hmm. um, because certainly I would let my ego get in the way and when that gets in the way, you know, all shit breaks loose. So, the, so I was talking with someone the other day about how baseball, successful baseball teams are able to find the strengths and put the strengths in the right spot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is why everyone tries to figure out the Tampa formula. Well, a big yep. part of it is yep. finding what guys do well yep. and then putting them in the right spots. And, yep. and so it's, it's not, not a lot of times it's not to say, hey, you're a starting pitcher, go route the run. It's here's here's the three innings yep. that we think you're going to, is that fair to say that it's more like that than ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. And I think, uh, you know, I still definitely think that there is, you know, the, when you take, and I believe we talked about, is like the marquee of the starting pitcher. I believe that still must exist in baseball. We cannot. We. I mean, I. I don't know. I just feel like because you're in turn on the other side, you're asking the bullpen to carry such a load during the season. That is, um, it isn't. In right now, in my opinion, it isn't. Um, it isn't. You're, you're not able to access that for the entire season you need a couple of those guys so, right but when you when we look at like if we talk about a guy like who was here andrew miller and you look at how that role was kind of changed in cleveland when he went to cleveland or in new york but or even here that was done in the postseason it wasn't done for the entire season like where you see him come in for two innings or three innings mm -hmm. out of the bullpen that was a lot of, majority of that most of it i'd say 99 percent of it was in the postseason so when you know that's what we had was like when you see that, I just use him as an example because that just stands out and he had just retired, so I understand you know, the contribution that he had made and the change that has come around with the idea and the thought process of, okay, how are we going to manage the bullpen and then also not let the hitters on the other team see that starter multiple times in a row. And it always goes back, you know, what everybody's theory is on that, but the pitcher also gets to see the hitter um, three times and you know just as you know as the hitter gets to see the pitcher three times but when we look at you know that that small sample size which is the the postseason um, you know you can't relate that and say oh that's going to work over 162 sure because it hasn't right and I don't believe it will because 
we're human beings, and like I don't care. You know, we can't throw for it. You know, you can't throw and throw and throw. Guys are going to break down, and and you know what? Quite frankly, that's what we've seen in Tampa as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing guys. You know, they they they're. You know they'll have guys, and they put, they do put them in positions to succeed. But I don't think anybody's figured out the health aspect. Right. That is a difficult. That's another. That's a huge part of it. I mean, but that's what you're right. I mean, that's what happened last year. Pete Fairbanks just went down the other day. I mean, that's well, and um, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, right? And uh, Kittredge. Right. You got it. Got them a hundred wins, but like really, like when they played the Red Sox last year. It's like you could tell that the bullpen was running on fumes. A yeah. lot of pitchers were running on fumes, so you yeah. probably saw it being, you know. Yeah, no, I watched it. I, you know, I watched all the games. I watched. I, I love baseball, so I watch all the all the postseason games and everything. And it's, um, you know, it is. It, but the, how do you, how, like, where where is that line between, you know, science and the health of the player? And also the ability for analytics to say, like, okay, we can implement this player how many times during the season before, and and you, we just don't have the hmm. the uh, you know because you're going to catch a guy for three years or four years maybe you know mm-hmm. at best, and they're going to be at the peak of their game, but it could be it could be uh, longer or it could be shorter, um, but. What I'm trying to say is that it's it's just not it's not perfected yet. Where well, so so this is comes back to, and maybe like the unscientific way of looking at it is that you just need a couple guys who are workhorses, right? You need a couple guys. You can maybe do it here and there with mm-hmm. the other way, but you need a couple guys who you know are gonna like, if nothing else, protect the bullpen, yeah. give you the yeah. in, in um, and those guys, yeah, yeah those guys are gonna be should be paid right. those guys should be valued yeah. and it's not just here like this run out we're gonna have a, a rotation of guys who pitch three innings at a whack you know yeah no i and i think that's going to devalue the starter and it's going to devalue the you know the position and it's also going to devalue relievers um you know the idea that the closer is not you know whatever the most important three outs are, are it, it's the ninth inning mm. like if you're in fenway if you're in new york if you're in the postseason and you're in a, in, I don't care if it's a four or five run game, and you felt that, and you see like, okay, now the inning before, you know, there's there there is there is there's value on on obviously every out in the postseason right. or big marquee games that are, you know, going to tip the scale for a division. Um, and if you're going to sit there and say like, well, I don't think that the value is in the ninth inning, you haven't. Well, Billy Wagner, I remember... I'm not, I'm not talking about you personally. No, 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 but I remember Billy Wagner telling me this. I mean, Billy Wagner, when he came to the Red Sox, yeah. said, listen, I can tell you that the eighth inning is different than the ninth inning. Yeah. And the reason, and there's a lot of reasons why. You can talk about the middle of the order or wherever it is. Yeah. But guys, when the game's on the line, there's only three outs to go, yep. their focus is a little bit different. Yep. You know, the, everything's a little bit different, yep. right? Everything gets heightened. I mean, this comes, and this comes back to the human, the human element of it, right? Yep. And, and so you had an interesting point, which was everyone's getting devalued. I mean, at the end of the day, yep. everybody's getting devalued. Yep. Like financially, yep. kind of. I mean, yeah, no, am absolutely. I wrong? No, absolutely. I think that's... Uh, you know, you're absolutely right, and I think that's where, you know, we always say, like, all of the, you know, the free agent market was a great year this year. It was like, well, was it really when you when you end up having, 
obviously the guys that are going to get paid who should get paid you know the the superstars they're always going to get paid but it, we're really losing that that middle class of, of of player and the value that they deserve to get and 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 the guys on the lower end who deserve to, that what they deserve because just like i said at the beginning of this conversation is like what is it about at the end of the year doesn't matter if somebody hit 160 during the season if they get three or four hits that are you know Mark, it does. They, they don't even necessarily have to be marquee hits in the postseason. They're all marquee hits. Like, oh, do you remember that single that I don't know, Franklin Gutierrez hit to right field, like before, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it, it it all it all it all matters when it comes to that point in the postseason. So you don't know who is going to step up. Um, but I guess in my my to backtrack that is just you know guys who maybe. Uh, oh, they carry a different value on the, on the club. Yeah. And I don't think that always gets recognized as far as, you know, in dollars and cents. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes, right? Where, where it goes from, like, sure, Max Scherzer got paid. Yeah, right? but is he which gonna, he should. Right, which no, he which should. he should. Yeah. But, I mean, like, but is, is that going to be, is that going to be, like, a thing we're going to look back like, oh, well, that's not, that's not the norm. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's plenty of examples of this yeah. of of, say, of guys saying, "Well, you know, we don't need to do this. We can do this." Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you know, it used to be if you could get you know ten or eleven wins, that would be somewhere in the in the range of you know an eight to ten million dollar contract for for the next year. And now we're seeing that being degraded to you know um, a three to five million dollar. I'm going to give you an example. Yeah. So I just did. Uh, I had a great conversation with Matt Strom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we were so very honest. Like we said, listen, you had a workout. You made you know a million, maybe two million dollars off this workout, right? Mm-hmm. You made three million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And I said, which is awesome for you. Mm-hmm. But I just saw that day Chris Archer, who is going to be in the Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. rotation, yeah. get the exact same contract. Like yeah. so, to think that a guy, like in my, a relief pitcher, is going to get the same deal as like a guy who is slotted for the rotation mm-hmm. would have been unheard of right yeah. but now this now it's, it's it sort of like shows you like where teams are valuing stuff yeah. you know yeah yeah so. and that's and it's one thing that i think that as a union we need to do a better job of getting everybody represent you know the representation of their value um to every ball club um correct mm-hmm. and that's one thing that we haven't done you know if, if we're going to be as players, if we're going to be kind of hit with analytics, then we need something to combat that with. You know, it's it's almost like because you can bend the numbers any way you want. I could take you know, sure. somebody who batted 220 last year and pick out some really really great things yeah. and highlight and say like, wow, that. But you know, it's still going to be what the team wants to see and what they want to say. We're going to put a number on this, and then the crazy thing is, is that when you start getting multiple offers from teams at the same number. So then you start to say, okay, well, what is going on here? What are we missing as a, as a union? What are we missing yeah. as, as, a, as, a, as players? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's interesting. <laughs> well, they, they want me out. Oh. Um, did you, did... <laughs> so so when, you talk about, when you talk about sort of finding value, or the value of guys, yeah. this is the challenge, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, like you said, it's like the Scherzer... We, you can say like, here's the value of shirts. Here's the value of Nathan Evaldi, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I love that comment. Like I said, well, yeah. I mean, and you could even argue that 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 
there is is undervalued right you know for the contributions that oh i mean i and i don't know i don't know where the where the gauge is or how how that's going to be you know determined but if 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 we start going in it's almost like everybody's slotted yeah so you start slotting guys and that's exactly what i think teams want to do because then they can have more of a guaranteed understand of what they're going to spend for that year yeah you know i mean i get the sense that like what you're saying is that when these guys are getting offers the offers are pretty similar to each other and everyone's it's not that much difference and no yeah you could yeah i could talk to a you know maybe another left-handed starter i mean it's i'm obviously in a unique situation but yeah you know, say, oh, that's that's interesting. You got the same kind of offers from the same couple teams that I got. Yeah, yeah. You know, but unfortunately, we don't have that kind of open dialogue or platform. Yeah. Uh, to go out there and, and discuss um, amongst ourselves. The last thing is just so to come back to the original thing is just sort of the like no matter what you do, like it's the like the variety is the spice of life. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there is like an intrigue. For you, I don't imagine. Like number one, you want to pitch for a winning team, yep. but also just you know to be able to to go out and do it in creative ways yeah. must be somewhat intriguing. Yeah, I mean it's been fun to be able to. Uh, the other side of it is just kind of like, okay, here's my here's my athletic ability, and here's my you know ability as a pitcher, and then yeah. how creative can you be? So it's the creativity that really kind of shows itself during the game, and that changes. You know that 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 will change. You know there'll be variations of it and degrees of that creativity, but it's also depending upon the, the day and you know how the ball is coming out of your hand, and then you know you, you kind of expand from there. Right, and also who you're facing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you're facing, but again, it's a lot of who you're facing. But what is that hitter showing you on that moment? So, um, you know, if if you know guys are. You know, presenting a certain swing to you, um, there are certain things that you can see as a as a pitcher uh, where you can, um, you know, work. What what they're giving you is something that okay, this is what I have to work with. Right. The the um, since you've been you came from the Dodgers, which you know, no one has more technology than them, right? Yeah. The Tampa, you got here. Is there anything here that you sort of have been able to? To utilize or alter or or see like this nothing or is it no, a I lot of the stuff that you you've already seen and been exposed to? Yeah, a lot of the stuff that 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 is here uh, with with uh, with with Boston is is something that the other teams have, and you know I think it's kind of there there might be a slight couple variations here and there as far as like technological advancements in the weight room and stuff like that, but honestly, it's really not. It's not like uh, needle moving. Mm. It's not to the point because I think where I think where the, the the needle where the moving of the needle happens is is the mental side of the game and being able to. Um, that's where, you know, in my opinion, just like you have to go to the gym, just like you have to throw a bullpen, just like you have to run, whatever it is that you have to work out, you have to work out also uh, mental mentally mm-hmm. and and be able to have that. Um, you know that ability to uh, have the freedom to be creative, and so the machines are st- showing that you're still spinning the ball pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's funny because I, it, I think uh, early on in camp, I can't remember who I was talking to. They said, "Well, what do you do? You use TrackMan? Do you use uh, Rapsodo?" I said, "No, I don't, I don't use anything. I just, how it comes out of my hand, I can feel 
you know, and I can see with my eyes, and I see that the ball is spinning well, and I can tell that you know, the ball is coming out of my hand the way I want to. Um, now, does you know? Do I think the technology is good? Yes. Do I think it's good to a point? Yes. Do I think it's can be overused? Absolutely. Do I think it can be, um, you know, a little bit. Uh, relied on too much absolutely mm -hmm. because again at the end of the day you have to execute you have to uh, have the ball come out of your hand the way you want to and 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 have that conviction behind the pitch and those are the things that you can't measure on on rap soto you can't measure on track man you can't measure you can't you can't measure somebody's intent um, and once intent becomes measurable um, you know and that's I told a friend of mine who's a scout I said write that on the top of your paper I said what is that player's intent can you start to see it can you measure it because it's very difficult to, to be able to understand what that what's inside of that person and that's something that uh, you know I think as an industry we have to we have to start digging a little bit more into alright so before we offered up the podcast or I'm sorry, the interview with Rich Hill, we were talking a little bit about the Rays and the Rays way of doing things. And as you heard Rich mention, and in a nutshell, I'm paraphrasing, but it's not sustainable just to have a, a pitching staff that doesn't have the anchors to eat up some of the innings and just to roll out these relievers all the time, you know, one after the, even if you have 50 of them, which they do, because what we've seen from the Rays, and as, as, as great a manager as Kevin Cash is, and as great a system as the Rays have, as much as they had won 100 games, also, a lot of this, Coop, like this is a work in progress. And I think that I would imagine that one of the takeaways, at least what Rich was saying, and I buy into it, is that if you do it the Rays way, the way that they do it or have done it, you better be ready for potentially breaking down when it counts the most, right? Correct? Yeah, correct. Correct. And, and guess what? It's been happening. There, there's proof in the pudding of that and that this whole system still needs tweaking. Yeah. And, and I mean, we saw it firsthand last year with the Red Sox. One, I think the big reason the Red Sox won was because the Rays pitchers were running on fumes. It's not yes. like, listen, the Rays were not running out in, you know, this is a 2013 reference. They weren't running out Scherzer and Annabelle Sanchez and Justin Verlander, right? Maybe the greatest rotation to never win a world. Oh, and, and by the way, 2013, like those first two games, people forget, like the Red Sox were no hit both those games, like through the first five innings. Yep. So anyway. Yep. And, and, and that helps out the, that helps out the bullpen so much. Oh. Cause when those, when those starting guys get in trouble, because it's not like they're going to pitch lights out each and every game. Then you bring in the bullpen and they're able to help you out. Yeah. And so, so what the Rays have done and what the Red Sox might do to a certain extent is that you find as you, the pocket, you find the pocket, you find Alex Cora, you know, we found the pocket. Okay. You find the pocket where the right pitcher goes with the right group of hitters and boom, there it is. But, you know, you have to be careful in this. And listen, the Red Sox managed, for instance, Garrett Whitlock's workload pretty well. He seemed healthy down the stretch with, with a slight blip at the end, you know, but they managed him pretty well. I think they put got a pretty good handle on things, but at the same time, you've got to be really careful. And I do think that it goes a long way to have a guy like Nathan Evaldi 
and what are a guy like what they hope Nick Pavetta is going to be. These guys that can can you know they're going to give you six innings. Now nobody gives you eight anymore. No, we just give you six because you don't have enough. Especially by the way, you not only need this is the difference with the Rays too. This is why they were able to do what they did, which was they not only had a lot of arms, they had a lot of insanely good arms, right? In incredible arsenal. Right. I mean, we're, we're talking pre-SALT-1 and SALT-2 U.S.-Russia, like those type of arms. <laughs> exactly. By the way, do you know that uh, Alex Spears' dad, was uh, his job was to drop the, the peace agreements for their nuclear uh, deterrence? Yes, yes. Fun, fun That's stuff. You want to get into some game theory and some, yeah, some IA surprise. stuff? No. Really dig into my old uh, degree there. <laughs> yes, there you go. All right. Well, uh, so I think that Rich had a ton of great points in this, obviously very insightful, but you're also a very insightful human being. So what was your takeaway? Biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway? And in, in, I think it goes back to, and this is identity for the Red Sox this year. This is what we're trying to build. They're not the same team as they were last year. I asked you on Monday in the Bobby Dahlbeck episode what the atmosphere at camp was. And you said that the older guys are stepping in, they're having a voice, they're kind of teaching the younger guys like, hey, this is what you need to do in order to get that ring on your finger. And Rich Hill addresses that. He talks about needing to be, where is the actual quote? I have the quote here. Win at, or where was it? End result is a championship. That's all you need to know about the identity of these older guys in that clubhouse is that they're teaching these guys that you can get the money, you can get the fame, but at the end of the day, you're playing for diamonds on your on your pinky finger get that ring wow i I, don't, I really don't know if anybody would i don't think you get pinky rings when you win a champion i want to see some, i know everyone throws it on their their ring finger i want to see a pinky ring. okay by the way you break you bring up doll back oh my goodness if anyone wants to know honestly god please subscribe to this podcast if you want to be educated because subscribe then like it unsubscribe then subscribe again it helps with the yeah, helps with know. the whole uh, the algorithm. Okay, do that. What whatever Coop said, do that. Yep. Can you can you put that on social media? Can you like a blueprint for how to do that. Blueprint. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Subscribe again. Like leave a comment. It, people like people are visual. They want visual. To, you want me to? You want me to actually go through? I'll do a voiceover and everything. Like yes. how to? Yeah, we'll pin it to the top of the. the yeah, screen. why not? Why not? Um, but if anyone wants a blueprint. For following the Red Sox, just look at the Bobby Dahlbeck podcast from a couple of days ago. Oh my goodness! You know he's all he's breaking down how he he's changed everything with two strikes, Coop. Changed everything. New identity. Like, no toe, no no toe tap, no no leg lift, spreading things out. Boom! And what happened the again? Today? What happens again today? Homer. Danger. Two Danger. strike Homer. Just lighten yeah. up the scoreboard. Just I lighten mean, it up. I mean, like when it's not when it's not Devers, it's Dahlbeck. When it's not Dahlbeck, well, I don't know. Was, Kike. So there was a great video. I put it um, in the post on wei.com of the Dahlbeck home run. I forget. I, I apologize. You could go to it and you see what dude's Twitter account it was. But someone took it from the stands, and it's sort of a close up. Of, it focuses on on Dahlbeck, and it shows you like he like he talks about like no leg kick with two strikes. Like he literally doesn't lift his foot. Doesn't off. lift that foot at, at all, like at all. 
I so that. yeah, science. It's less movement. It's it's less getting complicated in your approach to the ball. I, yes, it's science. what you should teach younger guys. Yeah, it's it's exactly science. science. All right, science rules. Um. Okay. So, what else you got from Rich Hill? Anything else? Oh, uh, I mean, I got literally notepad full. It, it I, depends I on like what you, you want. I felt like, tell me if I'm wrong. I felt like you were going to geek out on this podcast a little bit. Huh? I do. I do. I mean, especially with Rich Hill, because Rich Hill, he's going to wind up either in a front office or doing play-by-play because just a wealth of knowledge. I know sometimes maybe not play-by-play because I think it's like the baseball nerds out there will dig into it. Well, did, I tell so you what happened, did I tell you what happened the other day when he was up? He came up to the booth with Joe and myself. And, do tell. And yeah, so he came up to the booth to do like two or three innings and and he's hanging out and John Henry's here. So John Henry walks in the booth and John Henry doesn't want to come on. It's fine. But he stands here like in this booth, right? Well, you can't see because of the background. But in this booth and Rich is doing the game. John Henry's standing right behind him. So Rich Hill finally finishes and, and John Henry says, you know, once you get into your 50s and you stop playing, you have a future in broadcasting. I'm like, boom, there you go. There's You got a job. Set that's up right there. Saying, Here, if you want a job, you can have this job because that's the owner of the team. Telling you. That's the gatekeeper. That is the, the that is the gatekeeper. Right. So, Not to mention, he just threw, uh, speaking of John Henry, he just threw up some uh, some new seating at Fenway. That That's a little hot uh, in the streets oh, what, right now. What happened? Uh, the old, if you know where the old dugout uh, or Duncan dugout in the uh, the bleachers section, it was like the last row. They turned it into a, a bench seat that they would give to the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Right above that, they extended the Sam Adams deck out above it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's like a function hall. They A Nesson booth is in there now. Yeah. Uh, and then just some patio seating like the Sam deck. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see if they add a, a second deck above that. Cause that's what I think. So that, that is uh, two, uh, two weeks, two weeks from um, two weeks from probably when 15th. people are listening to this. Yep. Friday, right. Yep. Cause it's a, a week after opening day, the home opener. So that'll be the yep. 15th Jackie Robinson day, Boston one day. It's going to be going to be a heck of a day. They, it will be a heck of a day. And you'll be probably be opening baseball cards with Matt Strong oh. on top of the wall. You, when you told me that today, I was excited. I, I, confirmed. Confirmed? Confirmed. Confirmed? Yeah. Is it weird if I ask him to smell his hair? No. You know what? So you saw the photos I took of him, right? Very nice guy. Yeah. He takes a photo with a hat, takes a photo without the hat. And then I said, can you take your hair and put it in front of your face it was just a big no. <laughs> you're asking for too much at that point. Uh, yeah. Listen, gotta shoot your shot. Uh, all I, right. I respect it. But uh, last takeaway, real quick, and I yeah. want to, I want to get your, your, your I want to pick your brain, the mind that it is. Mm. Uh, one of the things that it was mo- the, the interview was mostly about pitching and how pitching's evolved. Yeah. But I think it goes well beyond that with analytics, and I think you. Last year, we really saw it as Red Sox fans and as followers of the Red Sox, where guys take on more roles than they're used to. And that's that's something like Brock Holt, Travis Shaw, Will Middlebrooks kind of. Over the like past decade, we've seen guys really develop the, that utility role and the utility role kind of growing ever more. And 
I think you see that a little bit with Tampa and you see it with some of those teams that kind of stretch the dollar a little bit. And we know Haim has been called the, the dollar stretcher around here. And you know, the Tampa yeah, Bay I Red think Sox. Yeah. She has t-shirts made up the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though he's spending like the fifth most in baseball, yeah. but uh, I, I think that's something that might take over. And it, if you look at basketball in the way that like basketball has developed where, and you're the basketball guy here, you're a coach. But gone are the days, though, where you have point guard, shooting guard, you know, center, center. The big guy is still there, but it's not really a center role that it, like it used to be. Like all these guys are kind of fo- focused on shooting, moving the ball to the perimeter. Correct. Yeah, it's positionless basketball. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think it, 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 the shift is meant to, I think, curb this a little bit where guys are able to play anywhere on the field. And. I'm not sure how far that'll go to kind of, you know, stop this, but I do see a future where, you know, a first baseman is able to play the outfield, which we were kind of working on last year. Well, we saw the future. The future was already upon us when Danny Santana stepped on the field. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. Who knew knew that Danny Santana was a future? Is is Uh, there a future you think like if, if analytics does what it wants to do, and I, I hate the whole narrative that analytics is like ruining the game because I think it does help. Maybe it doesn't make it more exciting. No, so see. so I was talking to a player recently um, who you have talked to as well. Okay. And he was saying that, said that, listen, you know, one of the things baseball should do is that you have all these teams. Well, you have a lot of teams with these next level analytics. And so instead of like hoarding them, instead of like having the average fan, the old man yelling at clouds, like, oh, technology, why is he doing that? Why are they making these moves? Give them to the broadcast. Be more overt when it comes to this stuff. Make them understand this is why this guy is coming in to the game right now. Whereas you're saying, no, just don't, what are you doing? You know, so. I think that's difficult though, because that's kind of showing your hand. Because the whole grand scheme it, it, of this well, is... Well, that's why it won't happen because these, these teams are so proprietary and, and they're so um, paranoid. But the reality is that they all have this information. And, that's and true. It, it would go a long way. Like, And maybe there's just like a, a truth lie somewhere in the middle where you can say, you know, like we all run to excellent... Like like even the, the oldest, stodgiest baseball fan runs probably and gets exit velocity because they can figure that out. But if you like say, like for instance, if if you got, I would love to have like pitching ninja, like it's part of broadcast. Like say, hey, listen, this like the guy, RPM on this pitch is right, like down is in the why, last week. This is why this pitcher is being brought in to face this batter at this time. But maybe, maybe that kind of ties into the and I know these have such a bad rep because the, the manager interviews during the game. You always like. I think it happened to uh, to AJ Hinch uh, when Jackie Bradley Jr. hit his home run. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a what tough happened? spot yeah. when you are in that. But I, yeah. I do love those those in the dugout interviews. Yeah, but they're not going to say anything. That's true. I, I mean, like if you press them hard enough, it's like, no, hey, no. you just brought in. They're not going to. Same thing. I mean, same thing. Like these guys don't say anything about anything. But all I'm saying is that if the team gave the broadcast like some information and like, like again, or they, they don't even have to give them information. So 
Like I bring up pitching ninja. Well, you know, people can go on baseball savant and get a lot of this stuff, but the resources, the bandwidth of the broadcast and really the understanding of it it doesn't lend itself to say, you know, like, so Alex Spear does a great job with those little nuggets, right? You know, yep. all that's off, like most of that's off baseball reference PI. He does an uh, is unbelievable addition to every broadcast. All I'm saying is like, do something like this and say, hey, you know what? The next level is, this is why this guy is coming in. It's not like, oh, well, uh, so-and-so is 0 for 12 against this pitcher who's coming in. no. This guy's curveball is at, you know, 3,200 revolutions. And this guy's, like, has a hard time hitting, that like, revolutions above this level. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I think that it would help baseball because, once again, people are lazy and they're like, uh, you, you said it yourself, Coop. Said that, you know, not all technology is bad. Not all analytics are bad. But we have, this sort of, we have this money ball sort of black and white issue where everyone's taking a side. Well, the, as always, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So there you go. And, this is my and you know what? ESPN has been attempting to do that with their Sunday night baseball stream or broadcast. Yeah, I know that they've like done on like another channel. Like, yeah, that's the thing that's difficult is they make you go somewhere else and they figure that the person that's watching this is so into baseball and, that they really dive into and, they did and it with the whole Derby. Cool? Because A-Rod couldn't get his head around it. That's true. Right? That's also true. But so, so once again, it's, and I keep bringing up Pitching Ninja, but it, I think it's a good example. Like, have someone who can – it's, 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 it's not unlike the challenge that the teams are going through when it comes to delivering the, the waves of information to the players in a way they can receive it. This is in the last few years, this has been one of the biggest challenges that they've had of getting these guys to understand the very complex uh, algorithms and analytics that these like teams of people are figuring out. It's the same thing. If, what I'm talking about with the broadcast, finding a way to deliver it. So you can fig So my dad can figure it out. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that the thinking man sport, you, people can't think through it. Well, they don't, you know, as well as I do, they don't want to. Yeah, they, they kind of the just, they throw man, on the TV and they just kind of like. It's not the thinking man sport anymore because people like are consuming things on, you know, on however long, you know, it's going to be on Instagram video or Twitter video or Bleacher Report, you know. Bleacher Report, just the app, Bleacher Report. Well, that's how my my son. I mean, that's how he consumes everything. I said, "Oh, Tom Brady retired." Like, yeah, no, I he didn't. On the no, he report. didn't. I haven't seen it on Bleacher Report yet. Well, that's true. It's not. Let it be said. Let it be done. Anyway, all right. This is a good one, and we get the big one hopefully coming up tomorrow. Oh, so, oh, that it is. It's an exciting one. Well, it's it's not only that one, but I oh, also, is it the one you mentioned earlier this week? Yeah. Okay. I mean. I, I talked to him today and we, we basically, we said by the end of the weekend, which is fine. Okay. Cause I don't want to drop it during the weekend. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to hold it somewhere high, but it's exciting that there are two uh, interviews coming up. Well, but you know what? Cause once you get in the season coop, these things become not going to happen. It's tough to get to you. Very difficult. Yeah. All right. All right. Good job.